0: Turn to Luke chapter 3, we have been in a theme, I'm not even calling it a series now because this is our ninth week in it, <laughs> we have a summer theme started in the spring but is just continuing on talking about identity, who we are and who we are in Christ and we spent a long time figuring out who we were not, talked several weeks about that and now we're starting to dive into who we really are. Listen, if you're on vacation, that's fine. But if you're in town, don't miss one of these Sundays because this is vital. Matter of fact, I almost said, Lord, could we wait and do this in the fall when people are going to be at church? But I feel like we've got to get this into who we are as a church because we're getting ready to see some amazing growth. We can feel it in our spirit. We know that it's getting ready. We're getting our systems ready, getting everything prepared for it. We're going to see some, and we've seen great growth, but we're going to see some more. And so this summer is very important to get some of these words deep in the DNA of the hills. Now listen to me. I want you to look at me. This is going to disappoint some of you. But you are going to hear some of the same stuff over and over. You hear me? Because you know why? We need to hear stuff over and over. Can I get a witness from somebody? Matter of fact, I could just probably preach the same sermon for four weeks and then maybe I would get it and I'm the one teaching it. So you're going to hear some of the same phrases. You're going to hear them. Here's why. Because it takes repetition for us to get some things. Secondly, there are people that are not here every Sunday. I know you're going to be surprised, but people miss church. (laughs) And so... We're going to be saying some things, but here's what I want you to do. Act like you heard it for the first time. Just, man, that is good. Amen. Just write it down. Look at that guest and go, man, is that good? Don't mouth it while I'm saying it, okay? I know this one. I've already heard this. Don't worry. We're not going to microwave messages, all right? But I want you to know, you're going to hear some things even today that you have heard this past week because I feel like it's got to get into us. So we've been in this theme talking about identity and so for the month of June, we're going to be talking about the voice of the Father in our life. This is Father's Day coming up, middle of the, of the month. We're going to take the entire month and we're going to talk about hearing the voice of the Father because what we have found In ministry, Kristen and I have been been married uh, in July 20 years and in ministry for that long. I've been in ministry for 25 years. And here's what I've found. I have found that the majority of messes that people are in go back to their relationship with their father or their lack of relationship with their father. Sometimes the mama, most of the time the daddy. And so it is so important what you hear are what you don't hear from your father. So we're going to have my dad, Papa Rags, is going to be speaking one Sunday. We're going to hear the voice of one of our fathers. Sam Chapel is going to be speaking one Sunday. We're going to hear the voice of our fathers. And so I'm excited about it. We've got some other folks that are, that are fathers and apostles in our lives that are going to be speaking to us, some of them by video. I'm really excited about this Theme this season. So get on the edge of your seat because we're going to go really fast today. All right? Y'all ready? Let's go. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 through 22. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son and in you I am well pleased. Say it with me. The voice voice. of of the Father. So you have Jesus Christ who the Bible says the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. The fullness of the Godhead was wrapped up in him. So you know he's got the Holy Spirit in him. He's walking in that. But now we see the Holy Spirit falling upon him. We talked last week about the only way that you can live an overcoming life is to be in Christ. That it is not enough for you to have Christ in you. You've got to be in Christ. And majority of believers are just happy to have Christ in them. I've accepted Him in my heart. And that's great. That does some amazing things for you. It gets you prepared for heaven. But if you want to live an overcoming life, a life that is abundant and overflowing, we've got to find ways to get inside of Him. So Jesus has the Spirit in Him, but then the Holy Spirit falls upon him like a dove. It descends in a bodily form like a dove upon him. So in this one passage, remember last week we talked about being baptized with Jesus and then being baptized with the Holy Spirit and then being baptized with Jesus. Remember that? How to get more of him. How many want more of Jesus on you? Yeah. Not the rest of y'all good? I'm yeah. good. Just, I just want a touch. Don't want the full thing. That word baptized means immersed, it means buried, it means suffocated, smothered, underneath. That's what baptism means. And so, I believe that what God is wanting us to do is to step into a place that we are completely immersed in Jesus Christ. That's the only way that you're going to figure out how to live life without you taking over, is to be immersed in Him. And so in this passage, Jesus is baptized in water and symbolically baptized with the Holy Spirit, setting an example for you and I. I want to say to those of you that are believers, that are Christians, and yet you've never really opened yourself up to be covered up with Jesus, I want you to make that a point this summer. Make it a point to tell Jesus, I want all of you, not a little bit of you, and I don't want you just in my heart. I want you all in my heart, completely full in my heart, so much that outside of my belly flows rivers of living water until finally I'm in this bubble of Jesus. I want that. I just want to walk around in it. Remember we said last week, 87 times in the New Testament, it talks about being in Christ. In Christ, there is no condemnation. In Christ, we do this. Thank you, Derek. You just saved me and my computer. That is awesome. Man, doesn't just lead worship, just taking over everything. <laughs> if, I, if this starts bombing, just come take the mic and just begin to teach, if you will, Derek. Watch this, Acts 1 and 4. Remember we talked about this. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. For John baptized with water. But I say water. water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days hence. Yes. Baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Kristen calls it the Holy Ghost bubble. I love yes. that. Just this, he's, he's protecting you, directing you. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Jesus never intended just to be in us. Yeah. Y'all are quiet. Yeah. I at least need some of the Pentecostals that know about hearing the word of Holy Spirit every once in a while yeah. to say, that's good, preaching. Everybody's just a little nervous. Don't be nervous. It ain't wacko. Nobody's pulling out a horn or snakes or anything, okay? Just chill out. <laughs> going to be okay. Just a nervous wreck when you start talking about this stuff. Why would you be nervous about this? Why do you get quiet about this? This is how you live an abundant life. Step into him. I love my brother from New Orleans. I'm going to tell you right now. Me and you are going to be buddies. It ain't just because you're big. We're going to be buddies. I would be your buddy whether I wanted to or not because you're big and from New Orleans and a parole officer. So yes, I will be your buddy. But I really want to be. He wants to cover us up. Romans says this, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke 24, 39, Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Everybody say endued. Endued. That word endued means clothed, covered up. Covered up, completely clothed with power. But why the power? Now, this is where it's got all crazy because people think that the power of the Holy Spirit is to do certain things when in reality, the power of the Holy Spirit is to do one thing and that is to be a witness of what Jesus has done in your life. Now, sometimes that entails things that happen. Miracles and signs and wonders and gifts of the Spirit and fruit of the Spirit. But the main mission of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the name of Jesus. The name, main mission is that you and I would have the power to be witnesses of what God has done in our life. Amen. Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth. You are clothed with power to be witnesses with Him. Here's what I've found. When you are baptized with Him, folks are going to know about it. Did you hear me? People that find it hard to witness are people that have never stepped into Christ. If you find it hard to share your testimony with people, you need to ask for a baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I'm shy. Okay, you're shy. I'm loud. And it's still hard for me until I stepped into a place that I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. When that happens, you can't keep your mouth shut. Matter of fact, look what happened on the day of Pentecost. Holy Spirit falls upon them three thousand people in a day and we're just trying to manage three hundred can you imagine a day Whoop, three thousand that quick how does that happen the power of the holy spirit the power of the holy spirit didn't fall upon them so they could speak with tongues the power of the holy spirit did not fall upon them so they could do it fell on them so they could be witnesses everywhere You want people to be attracted to you? Get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, people are going to know. Watch this. Matthew chapter 3. So there's four Gospels in the Bible. Most of you know this. Let me say this to those that don't understand this. There's four Gospels in the Bible and many times they will tell the same story from different perspectives. Matthew's over here, Mark's over here, John's. They tell these different stories. It's like looking out and witnessing an accident. There are four witnesses there. All of them see a different perspective of it, right? It's probably the wrong analogy to use. But anyway, you get my point. And so we just read over in Luke about the baptism of Jesus and the Bible says there's a voice from heaven that says you are my son I'm well pleased. Now watch what it says in Matthew 3:17. Y'all still with me? Everybody good? Matthew 3:17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, "This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased." So look at me. In Luke, "You are my beloved son." In Matthew, this is my beloved son. Here's the point. When you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, when you're baptized with your destiny, when your identity envelops you, you're going to hear a voice that says, You are chosen to do this. Amen. But not only you, the people that are around you are going to recognize something's going on with them. Amen. See that right there should have been it. That should just be that should be the end of the service, right there. Because everybody wants to influence somebody. If you want to influence people, get baptized with Jesus. When you get baptized with your identity, you do not have to prove who you are anymore. Listen to me. Because I'm looking at some of you that are trying to prove your worth by what you do or how you act. And it ain't working for you. It doesn't suit you. It's awkward. It is. When you start going there, we all get a little, I don't know. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Trying to force the issue. I, I'm going If you feel like you've got to push yourself on people, push yourself into certain situations, then let me tell you something, that ain't your calling. That's right. Or it's not your time. it's not your place now listen to me I'm going to give you some good teaching especially for you creative types for those of you that are entrepreneurs and those of you that want to see yourselves working in ministry Listen, those of you that, that are looking for that thing to happen that promotion that marriage whatever it is listen to me if you have to force the issue you're going to mess up Abraham forced the issue and Ishmael was created if you don't know that story study it when you get home And it's the reason there are wars all over the world right now, bombings everywhere, because of that one mistake. Yes, he was supposed to have a child, but not right then. He forced the issue. Don't force it. Let your identity open doors for you. Tweet that. Write that down. That's a good word. The Bible says your gifts will make room for you and bring you toward great and mighty men and women. Let the gifts that God has put in you open the doors for you. This is a city that is full of broken doors because people tried to kick them down when they weren't ready. And then they blame the music industry for their failure. You, the one that kicked the door down, they blame the church for their failure. Don't do that. We seek promotion. People that have walked through all manner of divorces and all that stuff, most of those times things happen because you stepped into something you weren't ready to step into. Y'all don't like that teaching, but that's good teaching right there. Can you go back to the Holy Ghost part, please? And I don't even know about the Holy Ghost, but I like that better than what you're saying now. You know, one of the great things about David is David knew when to be who he was called to be. David knew. Write this down. David knew how to submit to the seasons in his life. David's a shepherd. The prophet shows up. They can't even find David. All the other boys are lined up, ready to be anointed. I'm going to be king of Israel. Not David, he's out. Why? Because that was his season to be a shepherd. Then he comes in, he's anointed to be king. He doesn't run right to the throne. I'm anointed now. Let me have the scepter and the sword. Doesn't say that. What does he do? He goes back to tending sheep until his daddy came to him and says, Son, I need you to go to battle. Now he goes from being a shepherd to being a soldier. He never went back to being a shepherd. Now he's a soldier. But what does he use in this warfare against Goliath? He doesn't use a sword. What does he use? Sling and a stone. What was that? Something he had perfected in the season of a shepherd. This is good teaching right here. We try to pick up swords we're not ready to handle. He never picked up the sword until he had killed Goliath. Then after he kills Goliath, he takes his own enemy's sword. And then, years later, after Saul is dead, he moves into his kingship. But I love how David... The only time David ever got in trouble is when he would step out of his season. That's when he would get in trouble. And that's another topic at some other time. Jesus understood his seasons too. He would perform a miracle and he would say, Shh, don't tell anybody. Read that through the Bible. Don't tell a word. Right, are you... what? I would be just the opposite. Go tell everybody. (laughs) Tweet it, Instagram it, take a selfie of me. (laughs) Tell them all, I did it. J O H N R A G S D A L E. (laughs) Me. How many of y'all would do the same thing? You just raised the dead. Somebody tell somebody. No, not Jesus. He would forbid them to say a word. Don't say anything. Why? Because it was not his time. He knew that. Come on, somebody grab this right now. This is a good word. I know you got destiny on you. I know you got got amazing stuff in you. It's not your time yet. Chill out. Relax. Take a deep breath. The callings and the giftings of God are are without repentance. They don't expire. They're not going to run away. Oh. I remember when God started leading Chris and I to plant a church, like, what? At 40? 40 years old, plant a church? Really? Is that you, Lord? Like someone intercepted it and messed up, you know? And all the other guys are reading about the country, guys are planting churches, are like six years old, you know? It's like, just <laughs> planted a church. Last week we had 40,000. How old are you? Three. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Here's what I found though the gifting that was on Chris and I hasn't expired. That's right. It's going to be okay. That's right. It's going to be all right. Matter of fact, you're going to get better with age if you just submit to the season. Man, that's a good word. Just breathe that in right now. I take that. Some of you that battle with the rejection, look, don't battle with it. Just chill out. God's got you. He knows. What... Now, if you're doing stupid stuff, that's your fault. <laughs> don't blame that on God. It's taking so long. Well, you're not, you're, there's a list of things that you're not supposed to be doing. Don't blame that on Jesus, okay? Now, his grace can come around and take care of that. And here's the deal. You just got to get to a place that you're happy being where God has you. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a frustration in the city. You can feel it. Sam Chapel is the father in the city. You know, you can feel it in the city. Just, Everybody's got something they're going to do. Great. I'm going to do great stuff. I'm going to do awesome. Uh. And the whole time, their wife doesn't even like them. They don't know their kids. They don't know their neighbors. Yeah. I'm going to do something great. Won't you start with something small? Yeah, right. Just small. Like, take a shower, okay? I <laughs> <laughs> not know where that came from. <laughs> take your wife on a date, right. okay? Just love on your kids. Let's Come on, Let's let's submit to the season that God has you right now. So Jesus... Jesus had this understanding that people have to give you permission to minister to them. I'm going to teach you something that we're going to be teaching in our leadership classes this summer. All right? We're going to open those up to the church as well. Those of you who'd like to be a part of our leadership classes. You don't have to be in leadership here. We're gonna open it up. We're gonna be teaching about leadership and going deeper with God. How many like to be a part of something like a Wednesday night or something? We just come together for several weeks and we just go in strong. How many like that? Man, that's cool. Then let's plan on doing that. But you're gonna hear us talking about this kind of stuff right here. The fact that I forgot what I was saying. Uh. (laughs) Permission based. Ministry is permission based. Like most people go to a church and that's what they want. They want to be able to say, this is my church. This is my church. I like this church. This is my church. Then you'll have people that will say, like I love to get introduced by people because it gets awkward for some people. Like this is the guy that preaches at my church. (laughs) Don't know how to say that. Then some people will say, this is the pastor of my church. Then there are some people that will say, Johnny Kristen are my pastors. You're my pastor. See, what that does is that, I'm not asking you to do that because I don't, I don't know that we can handle all of it right now. But there's a level that that goes to that allows us to speak into your life. When you make that, you say, I want you to be my mentor, my pastor. I want you, you speak to someone and say, I want you to speak into my life. That gives them permission to do so. See, Jesus understood that. He didn't speak into people's lives until he had permission to do so. He shows up at his own hometown. You can read this when you get home. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. Shows up at his own hometown. Look at me. Shows up his own hometown. Don't read it now. Just read it when you get home. His own hometown. And the Bible says that they say, oh, isn't that Joseph's son? Isn't that Joseph's son? And the scripture says he didn't do many miracles there because of their unbelief. And he said this, a prophet has no honor in his own country didn't have any honor in his own family. So let me say something to you. If you're always trying to minister to people and they're not receiving it, chill out. Stop. Just be a friend. I've got to minister to my neighbor. No, just, just help them carry the groceries in, okay? Do that and it'll be cool. Uh, uh, Bernie, are Bernie and then Bernie and Sarah, are they here? Bernie and Sarah, she's teaching today. Bernie and Sarah are our neighbors across the street and Bernie and I just meet in the street and laugh. We just laugh. We just laugh. He's just funny. And never for, just love, just friends. Well, now they're part of our church. There's Bernie right there. Bernie's one of the greatest guys. And now Bernie and them, there's Bernie. Bernie's helping run safety with our kids today. Uh, so Bernie, uh, Bernie and Sarah moved this week and they moved to another part of town. And so this morning I got up and uh, every morning I get up and especially on Sundays I get up really early and, and I just stretch my hand out over Bernie and them's house and I pray over it, blessed, blessed escapes, Lord. And in the middle of it I'm like, they're gone. They're not there. Okay, Lord, go to Brentwood where they live now. Just continue to pray. And then I begin to pray for those neighbors that have just moved in. And now we'll go over, we'll bring them a basket, we'll see how we can help. And then, but I never went after Bernie and Sarah to come to our church. Just be a neighbor. Just be friendly. You know why this whole row of people are here right here? Because we just fell in love with them at the hair salon. That was it. Just laughed and cut up and cried together. and Now they're taking over the whole church. Look at me. Stop trying to be a Christian. Just be nice. And you're going to watch people give you permission to speak into their life. Gotta tell them about Jesus. No, don't. Let them see Him in you, because when you get fully baptized in your identity, you don't feel like you got to do that anymore. Look at me. Look, look. This is important. Ooh, got all strong on y'all, didn't I? I want you to hear this. When you get fully baptized in Jesus, you get His identity on you. You don't have to prove yourself anymore. You just walk in it. And everywhere you go, people recognize it because that thing is on you. There's a voice from heaven that speaks and says, You are my son and I am pleased with you. How do we need to hear that word? How many of you need to hear your father speak that over you right now? You are my child and I'm pleased with you. That word please in the original text means this, to choose or to pick. It means you're not a mistake. When he says I am pleased with you, that means I personally hand-picked you. And then it goes on to say in the original text, to do so willingly. Jesus, God, didn't feel forced to pick him. Well, I got to pick you because I got you. No, I do it because I want to. Don't you love the fact that you were willingly picked by God to do a certain and specific thing? Now, some of you are trying to find out your thing. Don't. Just get in Jesus, and he's going to teach you your thing. Well, I I don't quite know what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to do. Get in Jesus. How do I get into Jesus? You get into his word. You get in his body. Get connected. People that just want to attend a church and never get connected with a body, then you don't know what it's like to be in Christ. Because if you're in Christ, you're going to be in his body, working with his I loved it today, walking through the lobby, seeing the guys setting up. And as they're setting up, I hear someone go, so what do you do for a living? Okay, there we go. See, there's that connection. They would never know that if they weren't working together. I walk back down the hallways thanking our teachers for what they're doing. Here's what I hear. So is your baby feeling better? Is she doing good? I didn't know if you'd be here today. I'm so glad you made it. See, you're connected with one another. Come on, get connected. This is why we do these next steps nights for you to get connected with the body. It's not for us. It's for you. Get into Christ. He said, I'm pleased with you. I have willfully Chose you. Listen to this. He says that's, that word please in the original text means this. To prefer or to choose over someone else. Okay. So when he says I am pleased with you, what he's saying is out of all of the things I've created, I pick you. Yes. Okay. That's a good one right yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. The scripture says John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. Do you know that God had other sons? Yeah. Adam? Yeah. The angels are called the sons of God? Right. But out of all the majesty that he had created, he picked Jesus. Yeah. Him. Right. And out of everything that he's created since then, he picks you. Yeah. The ransom ones. Yeah. The called out ones. The chosen ones. You who were not a people are now a chosen generation. Yeah. A royal priesthood. He picked you. Yeah. Amen. But I haven't done anything. Neither had Jesus. Okay. Come play, Derek. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Listen to me. I don't feel like I've done enough for Him to be pleased with me. Neither had Jesus. Yeah. He had yet to perform one miracle. He had yet to die on a cross. Jesus had not even lived up to his mission yet. He hadn't taught yet. He hadn't preached, nothing. And yet at that moment, he says, you are my son, I'm pleased with you. Many of us tie our identity into what we do, what we've done, what we haven't done. God doesn't do that. Jeremiah, I appointed you to be a prophet before you were even in your mama's belly. God speaks our destiny over us before we're ever born. And He believes it more than we believe it. You know why? Because He believes in His own Word. God has faith in His own Word. And He's spoken something over you. And now what He wants you to do is to step into Him. I'm praying by the end of this summer that there are folks that are so deep into Jesus we can't even find them anymore. Where'd they go? I don't know. But I see Jesus. When you get into Jesus, it's going to change your personality. It's going to change your mindset. Chris and I took a personality test many years ago together. We took it again several years ago and it had changed. You know why? Because my personality is made up of my failures and my weaknesses. But when I'm in Christ, maturity begins to happen. And you watch those things you don't like about yourself begin to become more Christ-like. The reason most of us freak out and lose it and make mistakes and fail so often and throw temper tantrums is because we're just trying to find ourselves. Okay. I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable with this. I, 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 we just going to go crazy. Get into Christ. Get into Him. When you start feeling the stress and the pressure, He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That means you're outside of Him. Get back into Him. Yeah, right. Come back into you. Yeah. Is this making any sense to anybody? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Jesus is reaching for people right now. Folks, who are trying to be stuff that He never asked you to be. And you're trying to prove yourself. You don't have to. Just be who He made you to be. And the Bible says that it's the Spirit of God that dwells in you will confirm that you are a child of God. That Spirit, the reason it's on you, is to remind you you're a child of God. And you look in the mirror and you feel like a son of Satan. <laughs> a brother to Beelzebub. I could just keep on going. The aunt of Antichrist. I don't know, just whatever. I'm so sorry. You feel that way. You feel wretched. You feel like, oh, I can never live up to this. And all of a sudden, you start feeling that thing in you. And the Spirit says, I will not let you talk about one of God's kids that way. He loves you so much, He won't let you talk about it, about yourself, because you're His kid. I can talk to my kids. You better not talk bad about my kids. I'll take you out and talk about my kids. It's what happens. You can you feel this thing going, I just ain't got it. If all of a sudden you feel the Spirit of Christ bubble up in you, how dare you say about that? about my creation you're my boy you're my daughter I'm pleased with you I love you but I haven't done anything I don't care I love you let's stand the next several weeks we're going to be talking about that how do I accept the love of Jesus we're going to talk about how do I walk in the fullness of that identity how many want that newness of life I love this church. I love you fine people. Kristen and I sat this morning and I was talking to her about the scripture when Jesus said, a prophet doesn't have any honor in his own country. And she said, that ain't the way at our church, is it? No, I love it. I love speaking to our church. I used to want to travel because when I travel, people like me, you know. (laughs) Come in, my name is on the marquee. They applauded when I walked up. I didn't want to speak at home. But now I don't want to go anywhere else. I had three invitations this week. No, not coming. I'm at the hills. These are my people. They like me and I like them. I didn't say that for you to applaud, but I love you guys. Chris and I, our heart beats for you and for you to step into what God's called you to be.